this morning. We're going to continue on where we've left off last Sunday and we've been speaking for some weeks now in the whole area of uh, transfer of wealth that is taking place in these last days. The uh, series of messages is entitled Keys to Participate in the Coming Transfer of Wealth. Um, and one of the things that... Uh, that uh, I have found by experience over the years of pastoring uh, the church here and, uh, and preaching the word, uh, I'm finding that uh, it's great if you're able to bring a message and, you know, to, to preach the word and the Bible says faith comes. But I have found that for concepts to take hold in our lives and to, to as it were, um, 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 take hold and take root in our hearts and for faith to come to shift us from where we are to where we need to be, it takes more than one message. All right, typically I say, you know, God is able to do, like in an instant, God can bring a word that will radically transform your life, but in terms of establishing things uh, on an ongoing basis, it takes more than one message, I found. Uh, and so God's been stirring my heart to, uh, to be ministering along these lines for some weeks now, and we haven't finished yet. And I trust by now that your faith level is rising. I trust by now that you are aggressively reaching out for that which we are speaking about, that which God wants us to step into. Um, and by the way, God knows where you are today. God knows where you're sitting. Uh, and, uh, you know, don't sit in the background and just let the work kind of uh, pass over you. Uh, grab it this morning because God wants to do something radical in the area of finances in each and every one of our lives. And sometimes people, you know, say, well, I'm not sure if that's so much for me. You know, that's for others. I'm not all that clever. I'm not all that intelligent. Listen, this is not a clever thing and an intelligence thing as such. This is a God thing that God wants to do in each and every one of our lives. So with that, uh, Peter's already read the scripture this morning that we have it as our opening, as our theme scripture. But in verse 14, again, to reiterate that this is Psalm 115, verse 14, it says, May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. Uh, and we've had a word uh, in this house, a prophetic word that God wants to give us increase. And this is all part and parcel of where we're headed, part and parcel of what God is speaking to us about. And the reason why God speaks to us about it is because God wants us to have faith so we can reach out and lay a hold of that which he has prepared for us. So uh, in Proverbs chapter 20, uh, 13, verse 22, it says that the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. And we haven't got time, as I've said before, to reestablish the foundation all over that there is a wealth transfer coming in these last days. I encourage you, if you've missed any messages, to jump online, get on the website. It's www.victory.net.nz and catch up on any lost session. Each session is in some respects a standalone message, but each one of them builds on previous messages uh, that we have ministered so that we get the whole story and be able to uh, lay a hold of that which God has for us. If you haven't got an outline in your hand, just wave your hand around a little bit. Somebody wants to give you one especially today, seeing the screen behind me is not fully operational. All right, so far we've said that we change our attitude towards money. Uh, that's one of the keys uh, towards participating in the transfer of wealth. Secondly, we said that we want to increase in God's favor on our lives. Thirdly, we said that we want to maintain divine connections. We spoke about that last week. Um, and we said that in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1, it says that a, a man who isolates himself, uh, seeks his own desire, he rages against all wise judgment. We don't get there 
by ourselves. Where God wants us to go, we don't get there by ourselves. So we must not isolate ourselves. And we won't get there if we change our associations every five minutes. That, you know, cutting people off and starting a new one. And when the challenge comes, starting a new one and so forth. The people that are always on the move as far as divine connections are concerned uh, will not be able to fully participate in what we are discussing here. Um, and key number four, uh, to prepare for the transfer of wealth, that's what I would like to speak about this morning, is to seek God for wisdom. Seek God for wisdom. Um, and uh, much of, well, is that all? Well, actually, it's one of the four keys, um, to seek God for wisdom. Uh, and so with that, I want to start reading uh, from uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11. And it says, Wisdom is better than rubies. Uh, rubies is just one of a number of what they call precious stones. Uh, rubies, diamonds, uh, emerald, there's various precious stones that are in some respects describing wealth. Um, but it says here, wisdom is better than rubies, and the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Uh, uh, to what? To wisdom. Um, it goes on to say, um, verse 12, it says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Now, we've touched on some of these scriptures before uh, in previous messages, kind of ran through them, but now we're breaking each one of those points down into a whole message of its own. So some of these scriptures we've looked at before, they sound familiar, but let's just drill down uh, into further detail. Um, the Bible here speaks about Two sisters, uh, one's called wisdom and the other one's called prudence. And uh, the Bible says they live together. Now, if you look at some of the commentaries, some of the Bible commentaries, you'll find that some of the commentators that speak about the sisters, the reason why we call them sisters and not brothers is because uh, wisdom is referred as a she uh, in the book of Proverbs. You read throughout the book of Proverbs, it says, she will bring you this. And, uh, and it says, I wisdom. So here is wisdom personified, and wisdom is speaking to us. Uh, wisdom wants to get into our lives. Um, wisdom wants to bring us understanding that we haven't got. Um, and let me tell you, friends, uh, uh, that uh, in Western society, Western culture, Western countries, we are very well... Uh, organized in the area of knowledge. Uh, we got schools, we got evening classes, we got uh, politics, we got universities, and we got other things besides. And there's a lot of knowledge shared, uh, and it's all good knowledge, I'm sure. Um, and uh, but we are speaking about wisdom here. Um, wisdom is uh, to apply knowledge correctly. Wisdom. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, you got a bag, and the bag is filled with knowledge. And like we hear things from our parents, from teachers, from friends, from pick things up from who knows, uh, from media and university, and, you know, we get, we get stuff full of knowledge. But wisdom is the ability to do a search and to pull up the right kind of knowledge and to apply it at that particular time. Wisdom is... It's not just a, uh, a concept. It, it's not just a thing. It's, wisdom is, 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 is absolutely crucial. Because otherwise, in fact, I remember once, and I've said this before, I used to work with a guy 
that went to university, he studied law, and he finished law, and then he worked as a barman. I said, why you work as a barman? Uh, uh, he says, well, he says, I learned everything, but I just couldn't understand it. They filled me with knowledge, but I just couldn't get it. Even though he passed his, all of his exam, he says, I'm now working in his apartment. So can I suggest to you that if the man had been filled with wisdom, uh, he would be able to practice in the area that he studied for and that he received knowledge for. So knowledge alone is not going to get the job done. But wisdom, along with knowledge, uh, and of course, understanding, in fact, there's three things that we read about in the Bible over and over. That's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And I love the book of Proverbs because of that, because it gives us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Um, so once again, uh, wisdom is to apply knowledge correctly. Um, prudence speaks about, uh, if you look at a dictionary, it speaks about shrewdness. Now, shrewdness can be a negative word, but this is not meant to be in a negative sense here. It means in a positive sense that somebody's like, like we now say, wow, that person is shrewd, but not in a negative sense, but in a positive sense. Uh, and it speaks of sh shrewdness, astuteness in business. And don't we all know people that are just like really sharp? Uh, they not only have knowledge, they know how to apply it. They know just how to move in and out of situations and business deals. And they know just what to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's wisdom and there is prudence. And then it speaks there. It says that they find out knowledge of witty inventions. Uh, witty inventions speaks of the ability to make good decisions. Just because somebody's been stuffed full of knowledge doesn't mean that they make good decisions. We've referred to this before, but uh, some of us know people um, that are like highly intelligent and well-trained in the area of handling vast sums of money on behalf of like money managers and, uh, and investment managers and so forth. And you look at their own finances and they're in an absolute mess. That tells me immediately that that person may have knowledge but doesn't have wisdom. Because wisdom tells us how to organize our own finances. And of course, it also tells us that that person in all reality is really disqualified for handling other people's money. Because if you don't handle your own money well, how can you handle other people's money? How do you know what we're saying here? And this is not just a knowledge thing. This is a wisdom thing. All right. So wisdom and prudence, the two sisters, they live together and they invent things. They find out the knowledge of witty inventions. We've said this before, but not everything has been invented yet. Um, there's inventors that know that. There's people that are inclined to think ahead and they look at solving problems to invent things, to make things easier and better and things work that don't work and to find solutions for challenges that are faced in society and so forth. And so they like the whole thing is like inching its way forward. And sometimes there's like a, a major quantum leap when, uh, you know, when they discovered the whole how to put together a computer chip and, and various other things. And now they got things like... Uh, uh, what they call 3D printing. It's just phenomenal what is able to be done. But somebody had to invent all of that. Um, and somebody had to... And you know, every inventor doesn't start from ground zero. Every inventor builds on the inventions of previous inventors and previous generations. 
Um, it's like phenomenal. I don't know how how many of you watched uh, the news where uh, you know the uh, space exploration people now a consortium of some German uh, and European uh, uh, people landed a a kind of that little what's his name on that comet that's flying through the air. And the jolly thing is, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of miles away, it's only a tiny little thing that sent out a spaceship who drops this thing down and it actually lands on the jolly thing. Well, well, that's phenomenal. I don't know about you, but uh, the chances of that happening, um, it's a little bit like playing golf that you just stand in the middle of a, of a golf course anywhere and whack the ball in any old direction that it lands in the right hole. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But you know, with all of these people building on previous generations' inventions for computers, I mean, some of that would be entirely, everybody say entirely, it'd be entirely impossible without computers. You can't just sit down and with a bit of paper and do some calculations and work it out. You need computers to be able to do that. Um, but you know, uh, not everything has been invented yet. Uh, and that's in all fields, in all fields. I was just reading a book by a... Uh, a uh, um, a medical doctor and a specialist in the area of nutrition, um, and he's convinced, he's absolutely convinced that uh, all the components that is necessary in food um, and in nutrition has not been discovered yet. Now, because we think, of course they have. There's vitamins, there's minerals, there's enzymes, and there is uh, amino acids, and there is carbs, and there is, you know, protein, and there's all of that. No, he's convinced it hasn't all been discovered yet. Uh, and anyway, that's a whole other story. But, uh, but uh, for God to be able to give insight to somebody in regards to making a new discovery and helping mankind uh, uh, to make a new discovery in the medical field, in the sciences, in, in, in you name it, uh, the point is this. Not all discoveries have been made yet. All right? And God wants to use his people to bring discoveries in the earth. People that have discovered things, um, and if they were wise about it and hopefully didn't get ripped off, you know, some discoveries have, have been suppressed and some discoveries have been stolen. Um, somebody uh, invented it. They were really good, but they didn't have a business mind on them. Uh, there's a story here in New Zealand where uh, this man discovered how to make, you know, this is years ago now, how to make tabletops with Formica. Formica is actually a discovery. You know what? The man received a bicycle for his discovery. And the guy that picked it up made millions from it. Uh, and so it's sometimes tragic how sometimes inventors are not necessarily, don't have good business minds. But God wants to, to, give, to give us everything that we need. And God wants to link us up with people that can help us to get the discovery out there so that it'll actually make money. Um, because discoveries will make money, but it's not always the inventor that gets things. Uh, uh, it's sometimes the next sort of tier of, of people that start to market this thing and, and, and push it out there. So um, God wants to use his people in the area of discovering things. Uh, God wants to use uh, his people to bring new inventions and that's not to say that we're all going to become inventors now. Uh, but, you know, in your field, and it is more than likely going to happen in the field that you're in already. 
uh, it'd be no point for God to give me discovery in the area of the medical uh, field because I'm not a, I'm not a, a medical doctor. In fact, I'm not any doctor, so uh, that's not likely to help a great deal, but I can discover things in other areas. And so more than likely, God's going to use the expertise that you already have or that you've received some training in. It could be that some of those people are working in this field, but they've got expertise in this field. Um, to kind of uh, uh, bring things uh, into the earth, to download it from heaven and to work it all through uh, and uh, to bring an understanding that is not common uh, in the earth today. So God wants those two sisters to come and live with us. One's called wisdom, the other one's called prudence. Would you welcome them if they came to your house? Say, come in. We've got a room for you. Come and stay here and let's sit down together and let's talk. Uh, in fact, uh, let wisdom and prudence do the talking and let us do the listening. Sometimes people talk so much that they don't never learn anything because they always do all the talking. You know, with wisdom, we've got to learn to keep quiet. I've shared with Bible college students, uh, and I forget now what I say where, but... Uh, we had a conference uh, some years ago. Uh, we had the, 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 the senior minister sitting at the lunch table. It's a young minister that came along and we invited him to join us. We felt that it would help him uh, to kind of sit with some senior people uh, and, you know, so forth. But, you know, the tragedy was the young man did nothing but talk for the whole time and all of us just sat there and listened. Um, and the tragedy was that he might have felt better afterwards because he seemed like he hadn't had anybody to talk to in a long time. That's what it seemed like. But he never learned anything. Because when we do all the talking, we only tell what we know. But when we do listening, we learn things that we don't know. Now, this is not in my notes, and there's no charge for this, but this is a nugget. Uh, when wisdom comes and when knowledge comes, uh, that let wisdom and knowledge do all the talking. Let's invite them into our lives. So wisdom, come and live with me. Prudence, uh, come and live with me and uh, give me the knowledge of witty inventions. Witty inventions, as we've said, that uh, it's an ability to make good decisions uh, and to craft profitable plans. Um, what's the point in being in business if business doesn't make money? Um, but God wants us to, to, God wants to bring understanding to us that will open up an area, that open up possibly a new market, uh, open up uh, a new product to us, open up uh, uh, a new skill uh, to us that, that will bring something. Uh, the reason why the highest paid people are the highest paid is because such few people can do what they do. And uh, if you started at the, in terms of the levels of income at ground zero and work your way up, it'll be a little bit like a pyramid. The reason why at the bottom end, uh, people are not earning a great deal because there's so many people that can do that job and one doesn't want to do it anymore. There's 50 others lining up that want to do that job. Um, and so it's about, you know, one of the points, and we might discuss that in two weeks' time, was for us to get upskilled. Um, but, you know, in, ter in terms of operating by God's wisdom, uh, in order to download from heaven understandings that we can reach into the bag of knowledge that we already possess and put, as it were, two or three things together and come up with a new thing. Uh, you know, they tell us that, uh, 
you know, difficult, different chemical reactions uh, where they make products and certain things. It's not like they are, they are necessarily finding a new chemical. It's just they put two or three things together in a combination in a certain control environment and suddenly it'll bring something forth that has not been there before. And God wants to do that in the life of each and every one of us, to put us on the top of the heap. Everybody say, top of the heap, rather than at the bottom of the heap. God says, I've made you the head and not the tail, to be above only and not beneath. God was speaking to the people of Israel at the time, but the same thing is applicable and true in our life. God says to the nation of Israel, I'll put you guys at the top of the heap, not at the bottom. He says, to be above only and not beneath. You know, it's not up and down and up and down, but to be up only and not beneath. All right? God wants to do that. James chapter 1, verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally. Circle the word all, to all liberally. Circle the word liberally. Not sparingly, but liberally. God wants to give to all liberally. Uh, it says, and without reproach, and it will be given him. It will be given him. In reality, nobody is born full of wisdom. We all lack wisdom. But the good thing is, God wants to give it to us if we ask him for it. I kind of thought about this, you know, like there's not a single word that is wasted in the whole Bible. And little ifs, and little buts, and little ends, and little therefores, all strategically placed there to give us an understanding. I thought, if any of you lacks wisdom, well, everybody lacks wisdom. But not everybody knows they lack wisdom. Not everybody knows it. Some people are quite smug in their own smartness and say, oh, you know, like, like, so we need to approach this thing from a, in a, in, in a sense of it's a little bit like, you know, in order to, to come into the kingdom of God, Jesus says, you need to be like a little child. Not be all smart in yourself, but like a little child to be able to receive and enable in, 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 in terms of being able to enter in. And it's a bit like wisdom. Uh, you know, it's been said before, but I'm, I'm kind of remembering brother Kenneth Hagin used to say, the more I learn, the more I realize how little I really know. Um, sometimes people know a little, they think they know it all. But people that know a lot, they realize that they actually only know a fraction of what is to be known. Um, so God wants to give us wisdom if we ask. Uh, Proverbs 2 verse 1, uh, right through the 6, it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom. Wisdom won't come automatically, friends. We need to incline our ear. And it's like a incline, like you know, when, when you travel on the road and there is an incline, uh, then it means it either goes up and, of course, on the other side, I suppose, it goes down. So it's like we need to lean forward and to incline our ear to uh, wisdom. And we need to apply our heart, it says, to understanding. So in other words, the heart doesn't automatically apply itself to understanding. We need to make a conscious effort. Yes, verse 3, if you cry out for discernment, cry out for discernment. Um, so there's like a, uh, like a, uh, a desperation. God, give me discernment. There's like a crying out rather than, well, God knows what I need, and God absolutely does. But God still wants us 
uh, to speak to him and wants us to request him and God wants us to receive the word because that's actually where and how the wisdom comes. If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for, for hidden treasure. So you mean, you mean to say that wisdom is not, ju not just going to drop on me? No, it won't. We've got to search for her. We've got to find out where those two sisters live. And, uh, and uh, you know, silver is not lying on the surface hardly anywhere. You've got to mine for silver. Uh, it goes on to say here, if you seek for her as silver and search for her as for, uh, for, her as for hidden treasure, um, treasure is not lying on the surface anywhere, otherwise somebody else would have already found it. All right? So we need to, like, reach out and cry out for discernment, cry out for understanding, and to let God know that we know we don't, we don't know it all yet, and we want some more knowledge and some more understanding, discernment that we know to mix with the right people. We spoke about that last week that, you know, people come and make us offers for this and offers for that and, and so forth, that we know whom to get on board with and whom to stay away from. Um, and uh, and uh, it says, for uh, then it says, you will understand the fear of the Lord in verse 5 and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So what that tells us here is that God possesses all wisdom, all knowledge, and, under, and all understanding, and he wants to share it with his people. You know, somebody was asked a question, people were asked a question once whether they thought God would know how to operate a computer. And there were literally people that would have, that would have thought that God couldn't do it. I mean, how dumb can you get and still breathe? <laughs> I mean, how bad can it get? <laughs> okay. Can I suggest that a computer is an invention that's come from God to be able to do things that God wants done in the earth? Um, and uh, <laughs> so God is all knowledge. God has got all medical knowledge. God has got all knowledge in the area of nutritional science and uh, all the other sciences in the arts, in the, in the universe, in minute de detail and in, in, in the m micro and in the macro, God understands it all. And actually there is wisdom being downloaded uh, into the earth and has ever since God created the Garden of Eden and put Adam and Eve in there. Uh, sadly, many inventions had to go to, to the heathens um, because the, the people of God weren't ready, they weren't reaching out, they weren't applying themselves as much. Though that said, uh, uh, some of the clever people that we can point back to, the Isaac Newtons, and, uh, and you know, we talk about various other people, many of them were actually believers. Uh, they knew how to tap into the wisdom of God to bring forth inventions and understandings that did not exist at that time. So, praise God, uh, um, wisdom will not pursue us. We need to pursue her. Um, wisdom is not going to force itself on us. It will not come to your house and, 
and barge in and knock the door open and say, here I am, I want to come and live there. We need to go after wisdom ourselves and after prudence. Um, I carry on reading in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. So that lets us know that wisdom has to be found. And if we don't look for it, uh, we are unlikely to find wisdom because wisdom will not be found by those who are not looking for her. Okay. And uh, I remember when uh, Vanessa and I were in Bible college ourselves and there was like a period where God so stirred my heart in, in, in this area here in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Um, and uh, and reading Proverbs and meditating in the Scriptures and confessing the Word and, and so forth. You see, wisdom um, is actually almost like a rarity in the earth today. Um, we have a lot of knowledge, but we haven't got a whole lot of wisdom. God wants to download wisdom into every heart of all of His people. Um, so happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gains than fine gold. Again, it's speaking of gold and silver. Both gold and silver has to be mined for. It's not lying on the surface. All right, There might be the other uh, exception to the rule that they find a clump or something, but otherwise there's, there's mining that goes on for both of these uh, precious metals. It says she, speaking of wisdom, verse 15, is more precious than rubies, and all the things that you desire cannot be compared to her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. You know, wisdom is an incredible thing, uh, in the sense that if we seek gold and silver, we may find gold and silver. But if we seek wisdom, as I say, I, I, I Focus on the word may. If we seek gold, we may find gold. We may not. Uh, or if we seek silver, we may find silver, but we may not. But if we seek wisdom, we will find wisdom. And wisdom is better than silver and gold in the sense that it knows how to bring silver and gold into our lives. It knows how to bring wealth into our lives. So our focus... Friends, should not be just on making money. Our focus should be on becoming wiser and seeking God for wisdom because God can open something up that in one day help you to make more money than working for a whole year and digging for gold and digging for silver. And I'm kind of wondering, where are the people that are setting block time aside and I'm talking bulk time aside to seek God and to dig into the Word because all the answers are actually in the Word. It's amazing how we can read the Word and it could even be speaking about something unrelated, but as we read the Word, God gives us a revelation about something else that suddenly brings a solution to a challenge. It suddenly brings an answer to a problem that we're facing. And especially if we set time aside and say, God... Give us insight. 
give us revelation in regards to bringing forth uh, things that is not known in the earth today that will absolutely bring answers uh, to many challenges and problems and, and, and so forth. Uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day. Um, one of my uncles uh, died when he was 15 years of age of pneumonia. Um, and I was talking to my father. says, why did I have pneumonia? That's not a, not a deadly disease. He says, it is if you haven't got antibiotics. Because in those days, antibiotics had either not been discovered or was not available. And so, like, the man that invented or discovered antibiotics, by the way, that was a Jewish man, and, and, and a man that knew how to connect into God, uh, even under the old covenant, that connected into God and downloaded an understanding in regards to how to keep multiplied millions of people alive just by one product, by one, whatever we might call it, uh, that is now so commonly available. We've now got different strains of antibiotics, one for this, one for that, one for the other. And my goodness, how the world is looking different today because we have had this discovery. Um, and so there you are. Not everything has been discovered yet. There are still diseases that they consider incurable, um, even with antibiotics. And there are still other things that have not been discovered yet. Uh, and God wants to download that into the earth in these last days. God wants to give it to believers. So the question is, where are the people that are actively reaching out to God? Thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of my understanding to show me things that I need to see and to give me understanding in areas that I need to bring an understanding. Uh, you see the whole area of wisdom and God's leading. Uh, it's even what you see around here. It's all of that being downloaded from heaven that we don't always think of it in so many terms. But, uh, you know, Oral Roberts, who was one of the greatest preachers in the last century, he was the first man to, to go on television and to preach the gospel on television. He was just a pioneer and way ahead of his time. Uh, he built in the city of Tulsa, what they call the city of faith, which is a whole, not quite a whole suburb, but it's like acres and acres of land uh, that he purchased and he built a university on there. He built a church building on there. He built a prayer tower and there's facilities all around the place. Vanessa and I had the, the opportunity to visit there many, many years ago. Uh, they got a bronze, uh, a bronze uh, statue, a bronze um, carving or a bronze cast outside that at that time was the largest in the world and it is the two praying hands uh, uh, that we sometimes see you know in different paintings where this man uh, had you know painted uh, uh, the hands of somebody praying and or Roberts put that outside right by the entranceway to signify that I've received all of this by praying and asking God to give him insight uh, or Roberts University has trained multiplied thousands of uh, of medical doctors and send them around into the mission fields around the world and, and so forth. And what an impact the man made. He downloaded the whole thing from heaven. Story goes that one day uh, or Roberts was uh, going in a lift up or down. Um, I suppose they only go up and down. They don't go sideways. And um, there was a young minister in there and... Uh, and a uh, young minister said to, to our Roberts, say, he says, uh, 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 Brother Roberts, how did you receive all of that here? And how did you build all of that? And Or went up to this young man and poked him in the chest and he says, tongues and interpretation. 
you know, we'll touch on that, the whole aspect of speaking in tongues and to interpret and to download things from heaven that are not already in the earth today. So it's the whole aspect of the leading of the Spirit, which all ties in here. God wanting to release wisdom into the earth today. It could be just as you're sitting, uh, listening to the preaching of the Word right now, that there's a download happening, entirely disconnected from what we're discussing here. But God is, in fact, that happens frequently to me. I get under the sound of anointed preaching, and suddenly I'm writing things down, and not just what the preacher is saying, but God opens things up. It's like, you know, that's why? Because there's a corporate anointing right there, and God, as we are attentive to His Word, uh, God brings understanding that we need. Praise God. Wisdom. It's got two hands. Um, wisdom doesn't walk around empty-handed. She brings riches and honor in one hand and a long life in another. We could go after riches and honor. We could go after long life, and we may get there some of the distance, but if we go after wisdom, she'll bring these things and dump them into our lap. One day Solomon was visited by God in a dream. And David was old, and Solomon was the young king, young, inexperienced, uh, and somehow... Um, didn't feel up to the job. And some of us might feel like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm up to the job to download stuff from heaven or to, to become rich or to use the wealth of the wicked to bring it into the kingdom of God. But Solomon was visited by God. And God says to Solomon, all right, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, what would you say, by the way, if God were to visit you in the night hour? Like, God, come to you in a vision or in a dream. What would you like me to do for you? Um, and uh, Solomon thought for a little bit, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, you know, it's all, it's all in the word, but, uh, but he, he, he says, God, he says that you will give me wisdom that I may lead your people in and out. You know, like kings were literally, literally leading people in and out. They were leading, you know, the army into battle and going before people and so forth. And, uh, and God says, Aha, uh -huh, Solomon, he says, because you haven't, li you haven't asked for the lives of your enemies, like for me to strike them dead. You haven't asked for riches, he says, to, to get really wealthy. Wisdom is what you've asked for, and wisdom is what I will give you. And the Bible says there was no man on the face of the earth that was ever as wise as what Solomon was. The book of Proverbs been brought forth by Solomon, and we've only got a portion of what the man knew, knew and understood. He was able to, to, to use sayings and uh, bits of wisdom. He knew songs by the thousands, off by heart. And even in a backslidden state, when he wrote uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, even there, there's still wisdom pouring forth, even though it's a bit murky there, with the, sometimes brought in a negative sense and so forth, but just incredible wisdom. Israel has been the greatest, ever since its formation as, as a nation, has been the greatest under Solomon. It's never been this great again uh, in all of history uh, because God says, you ask for wisdom. He says, I will give you your enemies and I'll give you all the wealth 
uh, that you would ever want to wish for. The Bible tells us that under Solomon, silver, you know, like the wealth that came into the country and into the treasury and into Solomon's personal life and into the treasury of the Lord and just the, the nation experienced wealth like never before. Silver, which is a precious metal, was so common that they said, oh, we got so much of this stuff. So they started a pile outside the city and they chucked the silver out there because it was... See, one of the reasons why silver and gold is expensive because there's little of it in terms of compared to, say, steel and, and so forth. You know, they, they tell us that one of the reasons why diamonds are so expensive because the release of diamonds on the open market is controlled. They don't just dump, dump it on the market. They want to keep the price high artificially. Uh, there's again yet one other piece of crookery that goes on uh, in the marketplace today. But anyway, be that as it may, silver was so abundant that they started a pile of silver outside the city and said, just got so much of it. Let's keep a little bit for what we use, but the rest of it piled outside uh, the city up there. And that was all under Solomon's uh, leadership because he asked God for wisdom. There is no telling what God's able to do. When somebody gets an opportunity to ask God, which we all have, say, God, give me wisdom, give me insight, and give me revelation, give me inventions in this area, Lord, that you want me to flow in or that I'm already flowing in. Give me answers. Give me, give me uh, answers to problems that we are face, facing in society um, and, 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 and help me to, to, to get to the top of the pile rather than to be at the bottom of the heap. God wants to do that. Wisdom, it tells us here in Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, well, missed out a T here. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. Some people say, well, I'm waiting for a promotion. Wisdom will give you a promotion. You exalt wisdom. You treasure her. You search for her as for hidden treasures. You mine for her in the word of God as you would mine for, for silver or gold in the natural way. you got to just dig and just dig around and just search and keep on looking. Uh, wisdom will give you promotion. She will bring you honor. And absolutely she brought great honor to Solomon the king. Uh, Solomon was also the man that was chosen to build a house for God. David wanted to build it, but God says to David, Ah, David, you're a man of blood. I don't want you to build a house for me. I want your son to build a house for me. Well, David said, I'm going to make preparation for it anyway. So he, David was already doing extremely well as a king. Um, and he had already routed a lot of the enemies that they had around the place. And uh, and David and his leadership and his ability to pull together an army and to raise up uh, the mighty man and so forth. And, and uh, you know, Israel en en enjoyed national security and so forth. But then Solomon came and he took things to a new place, uh, to a new level entirely. He went about it differently. Where David went out and he slaughtered armies. Uh, um, Solomon went out and he married the king's daughter. 
so they couldn't fight with one another anymore. That's how the, the rascal ended up with 700 wives and uh, 300 wives and 700 concubines. I mean, how crazy can that get? But anyway, let's not go there today. You know, even, even in, the, in the middle of wisdom, the people can go off and backslide and end up doing just the crazy things. <laughs> Praise God. All right, here we go. Ex, uh, um, exalt her, verse 8, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. So wisdom, according to this verse here, is chief among the things that we could desire. Does everybody want a bit more money to help them make it a bit easier to pay bills? Most people say, yeah, absolutely, a bit, a bit more money would help. Would everybody want a promotion to just get ahead in life? Well, absolutely. Uh, if you don't want a promotion, then we'll pray for you afterwards so that you want one uh, because God wants to promote you. It's, it's good, good to be humble, but uh, you know, in humility, let's submit to the plan and the purpose of God and let him raise us up. All right? And... Uh, so does everybody want some of that? Yeah, well, absolutely. Most people wouldn't say no to that. But wisdom is really the principal thing to go after. Promotion is great. Silver is great. Gold is great. Uh, riches, money, it's all good if we use it for the right purpose. But wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's interesting, too, that uh, the writer of the book of Proverbs ought to know he had a dream when God appeared to him. And God says, what would you like, Solomon? He says, oh, I'll have wisdom. Thank you very much. And God gave him the wisdom. And Solomon got to a place where like, it's like, what else could I want? I got everything that I want. Um, and they had national security. They had blessing flowing. It was just, it was just a wonderful, a wonderful thing. Um, so wisdom is the chiefest among all the things that we could desire. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 Verse 7, I'm kind of moving a bit quicker now because um, I want to get to what I really want to say. Um, in him, meaning in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Here's the two sisters again. Wisdom and prudence. And you know the fact that Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood and purchased our forgiveness of sins and put a grace on us with all, it speaks there, with all wisdom, not just some wisdom, but all wisdom and with prudence. So as believers, we've got a grace to access wisdom and prudence that unbelievers don't have. God released wisdom into the earth and gave it to the unbelievers because God wanted to bring about certain things in the earth today, like in terms of the, the ability to cover you know, the globe with media coverage and to get the word of God all around the place. You know, they say that, uh, that uh, the invasion of Iraq, people say, well, it was all wrong, but you know, the result of it was that uh, people that were not allowed to have uh, satellite dishes on their roofs and to get foreign television stations, including Christian programs, uh, before it wasn't possible, but afterwards it was. Sometimes we see God working in behind the background where we don't always know all the ins and outs and we could even be speaking against things uh, if we get on board with the things that the media and the gainsayers are saying, but God is in all of these things and God doesn't cause all things, but he's in all things and God brings about his purposes. 
praise God today with technology that we have and, and you know, being able to, that, you know, people that in, in certain foreign countries that are denied the, the, the Bible, the Word of God and, 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 and so forth and the preaching of the Word can now access it. Even on little devices. <laughs> through the whole computer IT technology and being able to download. They could even listen to the preaching uh, uh, that we're recording here today, listen to it tomorrow and lock down and say, we're going to start praying and we're going to download wisdom for our environment. We're going to bring a solution into this bondage that we find ourselves in here. Colossians 1.9 says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard, or we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with knowledge, uh, rather with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. All wisdom. Not just some wisdom, but all wisdom. Now there's nobody that possesses all wisdom except God. And God wants to give you a download of wisdom for your situation. God wants to give uh, wisdom to somebody else for their situation. And sometimes God downloads wisdom to different types of people and brings them together to combine their wisdom to bring something forth that's fresh and that's new. And uh, God wants to do that. It speaks there about wisdom. And I'm going to jump straight into Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I want to now speak more about the about the how-tos, now that we're all convinced that we need more wisdom and we're convinced that God wants to do something. Let's read uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. It says, And in the same way, by faith, the Holy Spirit, everybody say the Holy Spirit. He helps us with our daily problems and in our praying. For we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how to pray as we should. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with such feelings that cannot be expressed in words. One translation says there that he helps our weaknesses. Uh, weaknesses in the sense of limitations. Uh, things that we don't know, he helps us. And, uh, and then it, it says uh, that, that, in, that the Holy Spirit helps us uh, with groanings uh, and with with speech that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. Now, um, Bible scholars tell us that this is speaking about uh, a gift called the gift of speaking in tongues that the Holy Spirit brings into our lives in order to help us. That's why I said I want to speak about the how-tos. People that are born again and filled with the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, receive a gift of speaking in tongues that is way, way underrated. Tragically, there are a lot of Christians that know how to speak in tongues, hardly ever speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is part of the operation of mining for wisdom and of uh, receiving an illumination of the eyes of our understanding to show us things that we need to know. And God's put a facility on the inside of us that has come when the Holy Spirit took up residence on the inside of us. And he's given us a gift called speaking in tongues. And tragically, there are still sections in the body of Christ that still today say it's of the devil. 
But it's not of the devil. It's of God. The devil wants us to believe it's of him, so we stay away from it. But God wants us to know that speaking in tongues is of him, and it's part of the facility that God wants to use to give us insight and revelation that we do not now possess. I was just uh, struck here with uh, the next verse there in 1 Corinthians 14.2. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to man but to God, for no one understands or catches his meaning. Because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. When we pray in tongues consistently, regularly, for long periods, there's a shutter that opens up. There's a veil, a curtain that gets pulled back and suddenly we see things that we need to see in order to get, it, get us to the next level. That's true in all, all areas. That's in the area of the spiritual. That's in, in the area of the natural. That's true in the area of family situations, uh, the solutions for family problems, for financial problems, for health problems, for, for scientific problems, that like all things are all there in the realm of the Spirit. And when we pray in the Spirit for prolonged periods of times, Set time aside and begin to pray and begin to just make a demand on the Holy Spirit within us and begin to but not run out of, out of steam after a minute or two, but to just stay with it and to stay with it and to stay with it. See, Dr. Theo Warmeran speaks about praying in the Spirit for, for, for hours to receive revelation that God wants to download but many times our minds are so busy and we're so preoccupied with issues and challenges and problems that we can't even hear what God is saying. But praying in the Spirit quietens down our mind and gets us locked into God. So uh, the Holy Spirit reveals answers and solutions to problems and to challenges that we're facing, not only in our own lives, but we need to move beyond that to problems and challenges that are faced in society today. Friends, they got problems everywhere. <laughs> they got problems everywhere. They got problems in government, uh, local government, national government. They got problems around the world. There's issues going on. You know, sometimes like you, you know, we might watch a, a documentary or something about a new discovery, but in a lot of cases it doesn't go right through to where it needs to go, and it get con gets controlled by the wrong people, and it gets manipulated, and so forth. There's problems everywhere. God wants to download solutions to every problem. So he does not speak to man, for no one understands him um, or catches his meaning, because in the Holy Spirit are the secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Not obvious to the understanding. Uh, one translation speaks of mysteries. Uh, people saying, you're just blabbing. What, what are you blabbing? Nobody understands it. Well, God understands it. God understands the language that he's given us, uh, what we call our prayer language. God understands it. And it's, it's not just blabbing. It's, uh, we're speaking mysteries. 
And what's a mystery? A mystery is a hidden truth. And as we speak in that hidden truth long enough and lock in with the Holy Spirit through speaking in tongues, and it, it'll either happen right there or it'll happen hours later or a day later. It could be a week later. It could be happening, as I said, as we stand in church to worship God and suddenly there's a download. And suddenly there is a revelation. And suddenly there is an opening up of that hidden truth that is now no longer hidden and now no longer oblivious to the understanding. When it says it is not obvious to, to the understanding, I want to put the word there yet. It might be obvious to, obvious to the understanding now, but it will be obvious to the understanding tomorrow. It will be obvious to the understanding next week. It will be obvious to the understanding as we press in and, and search and mine and search the Scriptures and pray in the Spirit and set some time aside and say, God, do something significant in my life. Show me something significant. Give me revelation. Give me insight. There's always a new level to everything that we are involved in and to everything that we are doing. When we pray, understanding comes. We're just all quite busy, aren't we? <laughs> oh, quick prayer. Oh, pray for five minutes. That's enough. I'll go back out and dig for more gold. No, no, no. Stay a bit longer and, and mine for wisdom. And There's Vanessa and I that have given ourselves to, to, to praying in, in, in the Spirit for hours. Hours. Some people say, where does all of that come from? And, and where is all of that from? Downloaded from the Spirit. And other people joining in praying. And we're combining prayer power. And we're bringing forth the power of God to bring, to bring first and foremost salvation to people. And healing and deliverance for people. And restoration to marriages and to families. And, and to download and to teach solutions where people can make their lives work. Who are coming out of dysfunction into function, coming out of poverty into prosperity, coming out of sickness and disease into a life of healing and of strength. I've said this before. If you see me driving down the motorway and I'm the only one sitting in the car and you don't see anybody else and my mouth is moving, I'm praying. And you know, just a little, uh, combine all of that with a little fasting and a little praying and do a seeking God and suddenly God opens up and, and He will lead you into something significant. Something powerful, and I'm not saying what's happening now is not powerful and not significant, but there's always next level. There's always a new level. I'm so thrilled with, uh, with our second year Bible college students. I tell you, some of them are praying more than what they've ever prayed before. Just one of the teaching in there and the prayer assignment, and now prayers become a habit, and with what's going on there, it's like very, very powerful uh, I tell you, there is a there is like a, a plowing of of the ground uh, spiritually. There is a preparation where multitudes and multitudes of people are suddenly coming under the influence of the Holy Spirit. We're praying for the outpouring of the Spirit of God, and we're praying for people to come out of darkness into God's marvelous light. And and, and as we get people saved, it's how did that happen? Somebody prayed and somebody interceded and released the power of God into their lives. 
I'm very aware. I was just thinking as I was just meditating on these things. And, you know, in the old days when they used to have trains uh, uh, going from from one place to another and, uh, and you know, the train, uh, uh, the tracks kind of... Uh, fork further up and somebody would stand there and sh- sh- pu- push a lever over and to direct the train this way and, 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 and that way and to get it to go exactly where they want it to go. When we pray here and the train of our life is moving forward and God knows that there is disaster waiting on the left as we are praying and God goes ahead and he sends the angels to direct us in that direction and we carry on and we never knew what we missed. We just don't know what we missed because it hasn't happened to us. A lot of disasters that are happening in people's life ought not to be happening. And if they're not happening, we don't know what we missed. They go, oh, my life's all right. Well, it's not not all right by itself. (laughs) Praying and and, and somehow groaning in the spirit and, and somehow just, just picking up the burden. Sometimes, you know, we feel burdened with things. We don't even know many times what the burden is. And sometimes we know we're praying for somebody specific, but other times we're just praying. We just feel kind of weighed down with a burden, with a concern that God has laid upon our heart. And, and, uh, and we're just praying. And sometimes it's for ourselves. Sometimes it's for family. Sometimes it's for others. But God wants to give burdens of uh, money burdens in the sense of praying that money is released into the body of Christ. That wisdom is released that will absolutely transform the face of the marketplace. We're now the top three or the top five percent are creaming off the, the bulk of the wealth in the earth today. God wants to bring a shift and put all of that into the Hands of believers as we're honoring God with it. There is nothing. We can take over the whole social welfare department that the government not be burdened. We can handle all of that. We, we can send out missionaries to the four corners of the earth because there's more than enough money. We don't, have to, we don't have to wrestle with second-hand gear and with old junk. We just buy the latest and the greatest because there's more than enough money there. We don't just huddle together in a little facility. We buy the whole street this way and that way and make a statement for God. And I'm not just talking about our church. I'm talking about the church citywide. The people don't have to walk down back alleys to find to where the church is. <laughs> You know, it's been said that in the old days in Europe, the church was always, the church building was always the most prominent building, the tallest, steeple on it with a cross and big statements. Walk into these places, they're horrible, they're cold and unfriendly. And anyway, that's a whole other story. But you know, with all of that's been replaced, you travel into town today, into cities, you know, it's like, the large corporation buildings, the insurance buildings, and the banks, the banks. Uh, boy, they got the money now. God wants to bring a shift. God wants to bring a shift. And Vanessa and I were in Bible college. We joined together with a group of people, and uh, we said, all right, let's have uh, all-night prayer meetings. We're going to pray all night. Uh, there wasn't anything going on, and the church organized 
big as such. So we said, we, we, we can do our own all-night prayer meeting. So we prayed in the spirit all night. And we'd kick each other when somebody's trying to go to sleep and say, come on, pray. Get together with like-minded people and press into something. Next year, third year Bible college, it's going to be very exciting. Very exciting because there'll be Bible school students in year three are going to be grouped together into teams, into what, what, what's called syndicates. And amongst other things, that's exactly what they'll be doing to receive downloads from heaven, to receive understanding in regards to how to launch a ministry, how to get this outreach going, or how to do this better, or how to make you know the, the, the church more effective in, in what God's called us to do. Hallelujah. Is anybody excited today? How many are you going to pray in the Spirit more than what you've done up to today? Three hands, what's the matter with you? Let me ask this. How many of you? Hallelujah. On the way home, your mouth ought to be moving. On the way down here, your mouth ought to be better than scrapping with the missus, uh, praying in the Spirit or fighting with the kids or something. Anyway, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wisdom from heaven. Wisdom from heaven. We cry out for wisdom. We lift up our voice for understanding. We want prudence to come and live with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that Jesus Christ has been made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification. Thank you, Lord, that you already dwell on the inside of us. You're already with us. You never leave us nor forsake us. But Lord, as we lock down and give ourselves to times of praying and seeking God and mining the Scriptures for wisdom to unlock things that have not previously been unlocked, to discover things that have not previously been discovered, to give us insight into things that previously were just mysteries that we're still hidden away. And God, I pray for my brothers and sisters here today. Lord, that this will be a fresh day. That this is a new day. That things are going to an entirely new level. God, I pray for people that are already in business. That will be an understanding that will come to double things virtually overnight. To double profitability. To double turnover to double whatever needs to double in order to bring more funds into the people of God's lives and into the kingdom of God. I pray, Father, for people that are in any employment type scenario, situation, God, that there will be promotion to take things to a new level. Father God, that people can leave the bottom of the heap to, as it were, climb up the ladder that you said that wisdom will bring promotion. We speak and we prophesy promotion in the name of Jesus. We speak favor and the blessing of God over the people of God. We speak insight and revelation of things that have not previously been understood.